How can a nurse hackathon and the spirit of innovation lead to a cutting edge wellness app designed by nurses for nurses? Let's talk all about it with Charlene Platon of fifthwindow.com right here on this special Nurses Week celebration episode of the Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. This podcast is of course all about you, your personal and professional development, your career and the healthcare system as a whole. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people like today's guest from the worlds of healthcare, tech, nursing, entrepreneurship, medicine and beyond. I love having you along for the ride and I thank you from the bottom of my nurse podcaster's heart for being a part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. And here's a very, very special request. If you find value in this podcast, please consider becoming a valued patron over at patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. Creating more than 300 episodes of this podcast incurs and has incurred many costs. And your support means a lot to me. So right now in 2021, I'm asking 100 regular listeners of the Nurse Keith Show to pledge $2 a month for a year. It's less than the cost of buying me a cup of coffee every month. And you can rest assured, of course, that the show contains no caffeine, no sugar, no empty calories, just lots of audio awesomeness for you. You can always pledge more and get some awesome stuff in return, but $2 would be super amazing. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to sign up and show your support for the show. Anyway, the show notes for this episode will be at nursekeith.com forward slash fifth window. And I'm here with my friend and colleague, Charlene Platon. And Charlene, it's been a while us trying to get you on the show and you're finally here. And here's my first question. So what's a nurse hackathon? Yes. And thank you so much for having me, Keith. I'm so glad that we finally have the chance to meet together to do this podcast. And thank you for asking that question. You know, uh, the concept of a nurse hackathon is is fairly new still. And and, you know, it's really similar to the idea of a hackathon in general, which, you know, in the in the technical world, it's it's an an event where a lot of um, developers and a lot of different technical experts come together to create an idea and to build a tangible product in a few days. And and typically this is um, over a weekend and you'll pitch this to a panel of judges and so when it comes to a nursing hackathon, it's a very similar concept, except the ideation and the participants are, uh, are nurses. And so, um, so for these hackathons that are nursing focused, there's a lot of nurses who join and they do partner with other nurses and other technical experts to create ideas. Usually there's a theme associated with the events. And so you create ideas and then you build different solutions and you pitch these solutions to a, a panel of judges. And so. It's a really exciting event, and I've just been so so grateful to be a part of several now. Yeah, and this concept of Fifth Window, which we're going to get into, which is a new wellness app for nurses, and the beta test of the app is launching on what date? Yes, thank you so much for mentioning that. Our open beta test is going to launch on Thursday, May 6, 2021, which is our, the first day of National Nurses Week. So we are really excited to introduce that to a broader audience of nurses. That's awesome. And we're going to have this episode coming out right before that. So people hear about it right before the beta test launches. And 
Are there a lot of nurses developing apps? Like, is this, is this a thing now, or do you feel like it's still very much in its infancy when it comes to nurses and the nursing profession? That's a really good question, Keith. And I do think that there is a a group of nurses who are leading a lot of technological advances when it comes to different healthcare innovations. Um, Certainly, this is something that is more common in more recent times. Uh, I do think that there's still a lot more room for more nurses to innovate in the technical space and in the uh, in the software space. So I think that you'll you'll see a lot of nurses who develop a lot of uh, products that are, you know, medical devices and a lot of products that you might see in hospitals or in healthcare organizations. And so when it comes to software, I think that's still a fairly new um, area of, you know, expertise for nurses to be a part of. And I would personally love to see more nurses in that space. I would too. And, you know, I've had people on the show, like my friend, Brian Mojica, who you might know, who developed Cathware, and he developed this really amazing way for people who have leg bags to do so and have it not be an encumbrance and have it be really user-friendly and and not a big deal to wear a, a catheter leg bag. You know, so physical products, I think nurses are really connected with that, like a physical product, like, oh, I see a need for this, right? Or I see a need for that. So developing an app is a very different set of skills. It's a different mindset because an app doesn't physically exist. Like it's a little button on your phone, right? But it's not a physical product. And when you went to this hackathon, first I wanted to ask, how were you invited? Where was it held? And did you already have the idea for a wellness app for nurses or did it evolve while you were physically like at the hackathon? Yeah, thank you so much for asking, Keith. And, you know, the hackathon was the Nurse Hack for Health COVID-19 virtual hackathon, and it took place uh, May 2020. So it's actually almost a year now and uh, really great to have gone to this point and to have made so much progress since that time. And I found out about the hackathon actually through the Johnson & Johnson Nurse Innovation Fellowship. I'm really grateful to be one of the 12 inaugural fellows in that program. And so as part of that program, we have been introduced to the different hackathons that have been sponsored and hosted by Johnson and Johnson. And this particular hackathon was a partnership between Johnson and Johnson, Microsoft, DevUp Conference and Sanciel. And so it's been it was a really great partnership between all those different groups. And the idea for the hackathon, you know, it wasn't fully formed until we were actually in the event and, and it was a three day event over a weekend. And we had, you know, I started the team actually with Chris Caulfield, who is the chief nursing officer of IntelliCare, which is actually another software um, that is nurse led, um, nurse uh, created. And so he's really familiar with the technological space and, I found out that he was joining the hackathon. And so I immediately messaged him and I said, hey, Chris, I know you're joining and, you know, I know you're going to be part of the Resiliency and Self-Care Challenge, which is the track that we joined for the team. And so I really wanted to start the team with him. And so we entered together and that's how we got the the um, team started. But we didn't really know what what the solution was going to look like until we had our group together and 
had more team members and then, and then it um, just went from there. So it was a really great experience. I see. So Chris is behind this app as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, he's all over um, LinkedIn. Like I see Chris on LinkedIn all the time and he posts really awesome stuff like you do. And you both are really kind of out front in that innovative space. And I've been so proud of you for so long now that you've been one of those 12 inaugural fellows, innovation fellows on the Johnson and Johnson um, innovation fellowship. So I've been super proud of you. And I know that started, I think it started before the pandemic because you were flying out to New Jersey to go to these meetups with all the fellows, like you were physically meeting together. And I'm sure it's been a little of a drag to not be able to see each other. Right. Oh yeah. And you're right. The fellowship started September of 2019, which I can't believe it's been that long. And, and so it was before the pandemic and the first meetup that we all had together was the very first hackathon that Johnson and Johnson and Santiel had coordinated together. And so that did take place in New Jersey. And that was an amazing event. It took place November of 2019. And I met so many nurse innovators who I've seen on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. uh, including Aaliyah Aaron, who I think is amazing. She is amazing. And there, yes. And, and all the fellows were there too. So it was really awesome. And we had another meetup as part of our, our first session in the fellowship. And that took place in January, 2020. So it was really close right before, um, you know, there was a lot of shutdowns. So, um, so it was really great timing that we were able to at least see each other in person um, right before the pandemic was spreading a little bit more. And so we did have, um, we did have some time to meet with everyone and we learned a lot about leadership from the Center for Creative Leadership. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know, it's just awesome to be able to meet so many nurses who are like-minded. Yeah. And I was so excited for you when that happened. I remember it was that fall before the pandemic and it was a very like heady, exciting, amazing time. And you've mentioned SONCL twice. That's the Society of Nurse Scientists, Innovators, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders. It's based out of Massachusetts. Uh, Rebecca Love is the founder. She lives on the North Shore of Boston. She and I were just in touch the other day and she's been on the show before and we're going to have her back this year uh, to talk more about what SunSeal is up to. So anyway, so you went into this hackathon, you're a nurse who's thinking innovatively and you went into that resilience wellness track of the hackathon. And I bet there were, there were lots of other things you could have chosen and you chose that. And pretty uh, prescient in terms of what was about to go down when the pandemic exploded, right? So why did you and Chris and whoever else is involved in Fifth Window, and we'll talk about what Fifth Window means in a second. Why did a wellness app kind of rise to the surface and was it pretty quick that you realized like, yes, that's where we're going to, that's where we're going to sink our time and energy into. Yeah. And it's, uh, I'm glad that you brought up Chris again, because um, a fun fact is that, you know, Chris was actually the person behind the creation of the resiliency and self-care track in the hackathon. So before he brought that up to the organizers, they actually only had four tracks and they didn't include um, the self-care and resiliency. So he had actually wow. thought okay. of that great idea. And then I learned about it and I was, I was just like, this is amazing. I need to join this 
this track with you and join your team. And so, and so that's how that track came to be. And I'm so glad that he did that. And, you know, the whole, the whole idea of resiliency and self-care and wellness uh, resonates so much with me just throughout my nursing journey. I've been burnt out several times in my career and, you know, it was really challenging for me as a nursing student as well. And, and there, there are so many areas for improvement um, in, when it comes to wellness in the healthcare industry and also in our, in our academic program. So, so that really resonates with me. And as far as the idea, you know, as we were, when we were all in the hackathon, our team ended up originally being a team of 10 people. So we had eight nurses and two technical experts. And when we were all talking together about what idea would make sense when it comes to wellness, you know, uh, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, the idea of an app came to mind because it's something that's accessible. It's something that could be designed uh, by nurses. It could be simple. And as we all know, nurses are not often part of the decision-making table when it comes to the design of software that's no utilized kidding. in healthcare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> and so the whole idea of, hey, how about creating an app that's nurse-led, nurse-designed, nurse-tested, nurse-approved into the wellness space, maybe that can really help to encourage and engage nurses in learning about their own self-care and promoting their own well-being because, you know, that's historically not, and that's not historically not been a resource that has been available. And especially something that was nurse designed and nurse created, um, there's a lot of different solutions out there, but we haven't seen, we just didn't see anything before that was really nurse designed. And so um, what better way to really reach out to nurses than to design something by nurses for nurses. Exactly. Right. And when we're in nursing school, unless maybe we're in a master's or PhD program that has a, like a innovation kind of slant, Right which I don't even know how many programs like that even exist um, unless someone creates a, a dissertation proposal for their PhD that is tech related, you're, you're moving into a place where nurses don't generally hang out very much. And you're one of those who has that interest and Chris is too. And Bonnie Clipper and a lot of other people are really interested in such things. So it's, it's very new. It's very burgeoning. And you realized that, you know, you could create so many different things for nurses and, and everything is app-based now. I mean, we have apps on our computers, we have apps on our phones, obviously Androids and, and iOS. We have apps on our um, tablets. I mean, everything is app-driven, right? And it wasn't that way 10, 15 years ago, but the world has changed and how we interact with technology has changed. So <laughs> one thing I want to ask you is, did you go into this having an understanding of what, like what it meant to create an app or were you, were you a novice and did you have to kind of get on board pretty quickly with what's involved in creating this kind of technology? Yeah, that's a great question, Keith. And actually I had been involved with the creation of an app before when I was a nurse practitioner student. And so I had been part of an app to help with uh, blood thinner management. Hmm. And so that was, that was in collaboration with other students. Um, 
within the school. So computer science um, students and I was representing nursing. And so and so that was really my first exposure to the creation of an app. But also in nursing school, when I well, in nurse practitioner school, I was the first nurse to join this competition, which was a hackathon in our in our school. And it was called the MedApp Jam. And actually, historically, there had been a lot of medical students who had been involved, but I was the first nursing student. And so it was. (laughs) Of course you were. Why am I not surprised? And and so it was a two week competition where you partner with other students. There were computer science engineers who I had partnered with and you create a fully functional app in those two weeks. And I was there as the clinical lead. So creating the idea for the app and helping with the direction of the app. And that really was even more exposure into the world of app development because I got to see how challenging it actually is to create an app. And, mm-hmm. and since I was partnering with students, they were, they were learning how to code and they were learning how to program these apps. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, uh, We were up, we were pulling all-nighters for this competition multiple times during those two weeks. And, and we were able to make something that was fully functional. Um, we actually produced an app for screening dementia. Hmm. And so, awesome. uh, and yeah, it was a really, it was a really awesome experience hmm. and awesome concept, but, um, but yeah, so, so I had a little piece of exposure there, but I definitely have more of that knowledge now in, in terms of what we're building for fifth window and, and yeah, there's a lot of challenges, but it's, it's something that we're all passionate about pursuing. That's so exciting. So thanks for letting me uh, guide this conversation, this first half of the show about like what a hackathon is, you know, why nurses are new to this particular innovative space. Because I felt like we really need to kind of set the table for people to understand the ground upon which nurses like you and Chris and others are building this type of nurse presence in the tech space. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk about what Fifth Window means and why you chose that name. And I want to talk about the beta launch, which is taking place on May 6th, 2021, that people can join in on on that very day, right? And I also want to talk about resilience and wellness in the context of the pandemic and what you foresee for nurse wellness, especially coupled with technology and innovation. So does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. Okay, so we'll be right back with the second half of this special Nurses Week celebration episode of The Nurse Keith Show with my friend Charlene Platon. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other awesome listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash nurse Keith. 
And if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. So you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits. What an incredible deal. And please head over to nursekeith.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out regularly and brings you supportive messages, updates from my blog and my podcast, resources, and all sorts of other stuff. Remember, nursekeith.com, sign up for that newsletter, and you'll also get a free download from me as my gift to you. Anyway, those are my sincere asks today. So now, Let's dig back into today's topic without further ado. And welcome back to the second half of the episode. Remember, the show notes are located at nursekeith.com forward slash the word fifth and the word window. One word, fifth window. We're here again with friend of the pod and my dear friend, Charlene Platone. And Charlene, right before this, we were spent the first half of the episode talking about innovation and apps and how nurses have not been in in the ground floor. And now we are because of people like you making nurses, well, making headway for nursing within this particular space. And first, I want to talk about the fact that you are a board certified family nurse practitioner and you're the director of ambulatory nursing at Stanford Healthcare. And I remember when you first got that job, that was a that was a number of years ago now, right? Three, four, something? My, I actually had my first role at Stanford Healthcare about, uh, that was in 2016. And mm-hmm. that was as manager of advanced practice. I remember that. And yeah. then, yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. And I transitioned to my new role as director of ambulatory nursing, actually right at the start of the pandemic. So it was April, right. 2020. And That's I can't right. believe it's been one, it's been my one year anniversary in that position. And it's been so amazing. And I had no idea what was to come when I accepted that offer. <laughs> and it's been, you know, it's been an amazing experience. Yeah. And I remember when you accepted it, I remember the J and J fellowship, you were accepted for that. Then I remember this. And then I remember just <laughs> A couple months ago, you announced on Instagram that you were engaged, right? And you had, <laughs> right. You had a very wonderful engagement uh, with your fiance, with some friends present. And so anyway, I'm outing you about all that. And um, so <laughs> I've been like one of your cheerleaders on the sidelines for a while now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I talk about you all the time. And I often share your LinkedIn profile as a really amazing nurse LinkedIn profile when I want people to see like, this is what a nurse can do with LinkedIn. So you're, you're like a shining star in the, the nurse firmament for me. Just wanted you to know that. So oh, thank you so much, Keith. Yeah. Same. You are to me the same. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's very sweet. So I know you were a founding member of the Technology Research and Innovation Steering Committee at Stanford Health, and you represent innovation and ambulatory nursing within that particular realm, right, at Stanford. So you've got you've got a lot going on, and you have May the Bengal cat, who has <laughs> her own uh, Instagram presence, like George does, though she has her own. Actually, she has her own account. George just has a hashtag. So, you know, she's she's more innovative than George. 
you know, George just kind of piggybacks on me with his hashtag, but May and George are, you know, they, they're aware of each other in the Instagram cat space. Um, we'll have a link <laughs> to, to um, May's Instagram account. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's notes. very active. Yeah. She's very yeah. active on Instagram. She's trying to be a social media influencer too. So, you know, got to put in a lot of that work there. <laughs> yeah. She's, well, she's the most amazing Bengal cat on Instagram. So, I'm, and I'm oh, not biased at all. So anyway, that's a little <laughs> I think bit of so your, too. Yeah. And that's a little bit of your background. I know you went to University of California, Irvine, and you've, you've just done some really great stuff. And this is only the beginning. You have many years to go. And, you know, tell us about Fifth Window. You know, what, what does the term Fifth Window mean? What does it represent for you? And how would you like people to think about this concept of the Fifth Window? It's a unique name because it's not something that you would immediately associate with a company for well-being necessarily, but but the number five is a great number in terms of, you know, it, it actually represents a lot in our lives. You know, the number five, we have we have five physical senses. We have we have five fingers on each hand. Mm-hmm. We have five toes on each foot. And it's actually a really representative number of life and balance. And on that same vein, we, you know, when we were thinking of names and thinking of what we could um, use to fully represent what we were doing, we thought of the different dimensions of well-being. And so we realized that it comes down to the following, to the four following dimensions. So there's physical well-being, there's psychological well-being, there's professional well-being and organizational well-being. When we're thinking about the dimensions of well-being for healthcare professionals, and so the fifth window is really the all-encompassing term for all those different um, aspects and domains of well-being. So, so in terms of that number of balance and in terms of that holistic component, that's how we came up with, with the term for a fifth window. And, and, you know, we think it's really representative of just the whole um, holistic nature of well-being and, and just to pay attention to the fact that there's so many levels of well-being. That's great. I really like that. And I have a sense that it's actually going to become, it's really going to become a, a thing. Like you're creating this, you're creating what could be seen as a movement. And I know you're thinking about it in terms of nurses and nurses well-being, right? So, and that's great. And I also wonder, do you have a sense that this app could actually become something that other people like lay people use or other professionals, or do you think the app might like have other aspects or dimensions of the app that are geared towards specific, um, what would you say? Populations? Yeah. You know, um, when we were interviewing nurses and when we were interviewing with different healthcare organizations who had expressed interest in what we were building, a lot of what we heard from them was the question of, you know, will this expand to other healthcare professionals? Uh, Especially during the pandemic, we know that there have been a lot of healthcare professionals who have been burnt out. And one of those professions that you might not think about is actually respiratory therapists. And, you know, they had been working. Yeah. Yeah. You know, RTs have been working over time, just trying to help patients who have COVID-19. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of patients who've needed 
respiratory treatments and therapies, a lot of in place on ventilators. And as you can imagine, this could be very traumatic and very tough for someone who is right there with a patient who has COVID-19 and is suffering a lot in terms of their respiratory function. And, you know, uh, in my in my past life, I was an ICU nurse and Mm -hmm. I had seen a lot of patients on ventilators and I had worked with a lot of RTs and it's you know, it's really challenging to to experience that. And so so that was a population that we were asked about from healthcare organizations. You know, will this app target RTs, but will it also help with physicians and other healthcare professionals? And so we we all we immediately understood the need to expand this type of a, a software, this type of a resource to other healthcare professionals. And that is our goal for the long term is to expand it to other types of healthcare professionals. And we also recognize the immense need to bring this into schools. And so we do plan to have this as part of the curriculum, you know, ideally for nursing programs and other healthcare organizations or healthcare programs for other professional students. Because, uh, you know, I could speak from a nursing lens that this is currently a gap that's missing in our education and in our professional training. And I would be, uh, I would be surprised if that were not the case for the other healthcare professional students and their programs. And so, you know, certainly for physicians, there is a need for that. And I would say that that's the case for many other dimensions of, of healthcare professionals. Right. How, I mean, how much do we really learn about our own wellness during the course of nursing education, right? There might be a lecture here and there, or maybe a research paper we read, or we, you know, read a bunch of articles or write a paper about it, but we don't have courses about it, right? We don't really delve deep into it. And we do know, uh, I remember pre-pandemic, and I've talked about this on the show before, that before the pandemic, it was estimated that we were losing one physician a day to suicide on average per year. They put it somewhere around 400 which can mm-hmm. make you sort of shake your head. Like, how could that possibly be true? We don't really have as accurate statistics about nurses, but we know it's a thing. We know that nurses do take their lives and it just might not catch the headlines. And a lot of physician suicides don't either. I mean, there was one big mm-hmm. one at the beginning of the pandemic. There was that nurse in ER doctor in New York City who took her life and it really made the Mm -hmm. headlines on the Times. I mean, that caused a stir and people kind of woke up and said, oh, wow, this is a thing. But it sounds like the app, you know, the app can't necessarily prevent suicide per se, but what do you picture people actually doing within the app? And I know you don't want to reveal too much because, you know, the beta test hasn't launched yet, but what might people expect when they go into the app? What might happen? Yeah, and thank you so much for mentioning, you know, sharing those um, details about physicians and, uh, and nurses because you're right, that's not something that people know about or think about. Mm-hmm. And I believe I heard the statistic that each year one full class of medical students passes away by suicide and that's several hundred physicians per year. That's shocking. And so- yeah, it's one one full class of medical students. And that's, yeah, it's it's really shocking. And a lot of people don't know that. And who knows what it is now, you know, 
during the pandemic. And yes, who knows? And and who knows for nurses, right? Because I don't think that people are tracking that. And Mm-mm. you know, that's that that within itself is is something that we really need to look at and we really need to focus on. And so, you know, I do think that um I do think that those are areas that we could really improve on. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and sorry, what was the question again, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> so, I like got kind of lost there. <laughs> no, that's good. No, I asked a double question because I went from suicide to the to the app. And w- where I went was, you know, the app can't necessarily prevent suicide per se. Oh, yes, I remember now. Yeah. But if we if we go into the app and there are certain exercises or things that we do or things that we track, um, what might a nurse expect first delving into the app on, on May 6th, you know, what might he or she encounter, you know, is it going to be like a virtual reality space? Um, (laughs) Is it going to be checklists? Like what, what might they actually do when they're there? So when it comes to the app, we do have uh, very simple features right now, but the, the main feature that we have is a check-in feature. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, while it's while the main focus isn't necessarily um, based on suicide prevention, we mm-hmm. do hope that it could at least bring more awareness to the nurse when it comes to their self-care needs and how their body is feeling. So, you know, how how are they feeling mentally? How are they feeling physically? So the whole point of our check-in feature is to really have nurses actually think about that because it's so easy when you work in the healthcare industry in such a fast paced industry to not really spend the time to think about how you're doing or to actually check in. So that is part of our app. And once you do check in, you're matched with a self-care activity or a self-care intervention that's, that's based on the results that you inputted. So, and so we have an algorithm to do that and it's a really simple check-in, but we hope that it at least starts that awareness for nurses to think, Hey, how am I doing today? And, you know, another feature that we have is a community feature on our app. And so this is a platform for nurses to connect with other nurses, to share their experiences, to have a safe space, to actually learn from each other and really have a productive space to support each other on their self-care journey. So, so these are some of the main features that we offer. That's exciting. So there'll be a way for people to interact with one another in a safe space anonymously. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. And I know I was I was half kidding about virtual reality, but I know that virtual reality and augmented reality, which is a term I keep hearing more and more now, I I bet those technologies could be brought into this wellness space for healthcare providers down the road. And I could picture, you know, I could picture a large healthcare system bringing this app in you know, the fifth window app and people being able to have access to it while at work and also on their personal devices. And then maybe a special portal for, let's say, Stanford employees who can go into an augmented reality space where they can do even more, you know, self-care and explore. So I think there's room for a lot to happen. And I know you're starting small because that's what innovation is about, right? You start, like you said, you start simple and then you build it out. And how, how exciting is it for you to, you know, be on the verge of 
launching a nurse-created, nurse-led app that's been created for nurses and eventually other healthcare professionals. How does it feel? You know, it feels really exciting. And and I'm just so grateful because the team members that we have right now, we have four co-founders, including myself. So there's three nurses and we have our lead developer. And so we have, you know, we all collectively share this great passion to help nurses. And we all come from different backgrounds and we all come from different types of um, areas of expertise. And yet we all are really united by this drive to to revolutionize the nursing wellness movement. I mean, there's so much opportunity and you really don't have that opportunity all the time to meet with other people who are so like-minded and who are so passionate about the same cause as you are. And so I think that that's something that's, that makes it even better and even more fun and even more exciting. And ever since the hackathon last year in May, 2020, we've been meeting every single week to come together to build this app. And it's just crazy that one year later, we actually have a a tangible app that nurses can be on and test and give feedback and let us know how we could create something that's actually helpful for them. And, you know, the, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways that we could evolve this. And, and I think that the possibilities of that is really exciting and, and you're right, we're getting started with an app, but there's just so many more things, um, so many more areas that we want to touch in terms of improving well-being for healthcare professionals and changing the culture overall of healthcare, because there's a, still a lot of stigma when it comes to seeking mental health resources and, and seeking support for self-care. And so that's really what we want to change in the future. It's really challenging, but just to know that we could even have a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a change in there in that space uh, makes this all the more worth it. Yeah. And I'm so glad you mentioned the word stigma, right? Because I'm not going to say that that all nurses have the proclivity to be martyrs, but I, I have written about and spoken in public before about nurse martyr syndrome. You know, it's that kind of wounded healer type of uh, way of looking at work in the world and being a nurse. And you've met nurses like this. I've met nurses like this. And maybe you and I have each been that nurse before. I know I have in the past. And that's how I burned out. And we can feel like everyone else's wellness is more important than ours, right? And we just have to keep going and going and going and going. And nurse martyr syndrome is, it's real. It's a real thing. And it's not in the DSM-5, but it's a thing. And I've seen it up close in my own life and I see it in my colleagues and I see it in some of my coaching clients. And I, I do call people on it gently and sometimes not so gently if I think they're really hurting themselves. And you and I mentioned suicide a few minutes ago. And I just want to say if anyone listening is in that place and you're having suicidal ideation or you're not even there yet, but you feel like you're at risk, the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. It's 800-273-8255. So just know that that's there. And I know you have your employee assistance programs and you have a lot of other things, but sometimes, you know, having a hotline you can call 24-7 is not a bad thing to know about. So I just wanted to put that out there while we're talking about it. I feel like that would be irresponsible to not mention that. So 
One last question. I, I don't want to go, but we do have to go. And I guess we'll have you back like in a year or maybe less than a year to talk about how the beta test went and how the app has developed since then. So we'll we'll revisit this. This isn't the last time. But I want to ask you about going back to tech and nurse education. I just want to touch on this for a second because it's a sore point for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't talk about wellness enough in nursing education. We talk about patient wellness, right? But we don't talk about our own. But let's talk about technology. I know it at um, um, Ohio State, we have Tim Raderstorf in the Innovation Studio. So nursing and engineering and all other types of students can take part in the um, Innovation Studio and learn how to develop apps and products and software and all that kind of stuff. So Ohio State is sort of an outlier. <laughs> and maybe there's a couple other schools that have things like that. But what do you think about the potential for and the need for some sort of marrying of software technology and innovative technologies in nursing education. Do you think it should really become part of the nursing nomenclature and part of our education? What do you, from in just your personal opinion? Yeah, that's a great question, Keith. And I do think that there should be some level of education because I mean, when you think about healthcare technologies, we don't even learn about how to use an EM, EMR or a sorry, electronic medical record system when we're students in in these programs. And 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 yet it's a really large portion of our clinical practice once we are out there and working. And in terms of technical or you know, technological advancement and innovation, I do think that having this as part of a nursing curriculum would be immensely beneficial because it just lets nurses know that there is so many other, there are so many other ways that you could contribute to nursing in addition to your expertise as a clinician. And I also think that once you are a professional with that background um, of innovation and technology, then you will be more likely to jump into these conversations about how nurses can innovate and be more likely to contribute your ideas for technology. I think that because we don't include that right now, nurses don't feel necessarily that they could be part of those conversations or that they should be in those conversations. But I think that if we do integrate that and we combine all these different types of um, roles that nurses could see themselves in, then nurses would be a lot more inclined to be part of the decisions and a lot more inclined to take a seat at the table. Because, you know, when I was a bedside nurse, I had heard so many nurses, you know, my colleagues who had so many great ideas, but they didn't think to share it with anyone because they didn't think it was, you know, going to go anywhere. So I think that if we do include this in our curriculum, then they'll feel that they can make a difference and they will and they should. And I think that this will really change the way that nurses perceive their impact in healthcare. Well said. Yeah, very well said. And nurses have to be, I think they, they, they basically need to be told that they have permission to do these things. I don't feel like we, we feel like we have permission to, 
to explore the the world of software development or app development or innovation. Like, and I know at Ohio State they're given permission because there's a whole there's an innovation studio, and you can say, "Hey, I want to develop a product, and how do I use a three D printer?" And they'll actually teach you how to do that. But that doesn't happen at a lot of schools, and schools teach to the NCLEX, and I understand why. So, my idea, and hear this NCLEX item writers. I think if we take this information, make it intrinsic to nursing education, make it intrinsic to the NCLEX and questions are asked about it, then nursing schools will be like, whoa, we should actually teach about this stuff because, oh my gosh, it's on the NCLEX, right? So I think the mm-hmm. NCLEX is kind of where we need to go. And I think the NCLEX should also, um, and hear this nurse item writers, NCLEX item writers again, <laughs> we need to have questions about nurse wellness and suicide prevention and all these sorts of things and why fifth window is so awesome right so <laughs> so fifth window yeah, will be that in the NCLEX yeah any any day now <laughs> any day so this mm-hmm. is so exciting and you know you and I are friends and colleagues and fellow admirers and we could talk forever about George and Bang- and May the Bengal <laughs> Cat and you know but we do have to go so fifth window is going to be available May 6, 2021. And are people going to be able to find the beta on like the the app store on their phone starting on May 6th? Is that how they find it? So with the beta test, it won't be in the app store yet, but if mm-hmm. if the nurses visit our website, which is www.fifthwindow.com, they will be able to express their interest by, you know, we'll have a link there to join our beta test. So they could click that directly on our website and that, and then we'll send everyone the instructions for how to download the app. Um, but we do, you know, in terms of the app store, we do plan to have our app available in the app store, you know, by the time it's summer. So that's something to look out for. Um, another exciting thing to note is that for this open beta test on May 6, we will be able to offer this to both Android and iOS users. Mm-hmm. And so so this will be available to um, most people who have a smartphone and we're really excited about that. So so there's going to be more information to come, but for those who are interested in signing up for our beta test, you could just visit our website, fifthwindow.com, and then there will be a link to join the beta test. Cool. Well, in recognition of Nurses Week uh, and May 6th, the beginning of Nurses Week, I'm going to download the app that day. So it's going to be on my calendar (laughs) to do it that day to support you. And are you all on social media or will you be as of the launch? Yes, we do have different social media accounts and profiles right now. And you could find all those links on our website. Um, So that is also on Mm fifthwindow.com. And uh, yeah, and we will be promoting uh, more about this beta test on all of our social media um, platforms. It'll be on mine too. So people will see it you know, in the Nurse Keith universe too. So Charlene Platon, you are so awesome. You're you're a wonderful nurse innovator and you're a wonderful human being and a great mom to May the Bengal cat. And I know you're doing great work at Stanford and it's such a pleasure to watch, to have watched your evolution these last four or five years since we met each other. And, um, you know, when I'm old and decrepit in 10 years or so, you're going to be like a absolute like superstar. So I look forward to that too. And watching you from my, my, <laughs> my, my deathbed. 
Keith, you're gonna, like, you have many, many more years. <laughs> oh, I don't know, but I'd be like, go, Charlene, go. I'm old and decrepit, but you can do it. <laughs> I neglected my wellness, but you don't have to. I'm a living example of a nurse oh, no. who hasn't taken care of himself. No, but thank you. You're you're amazing, and I just you're you're just doing something really incredible. And I hope nurses really do hop on this and take advantage of Fifth Window. And and I'll be there, and I'll be cheering from the sidelines as always. Thank you so much, Keith. It's so wonderful to chat with you and to connect with you as always. And uh, we're really excited about seeing how we could change healthcare for the better. But we are so, so excited to have so many nurses who are on the same journey with us. Well, there you have it. Thanks for this awesome episode with Charlene Platon of fifthwindow.com here at the Nurse Key Show. And remember, the show notes for this special Nurses Week celebration episode will be at nursekeith.com forward slash fifthwindow. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. And I encourage you to take inspired and innovative action every day in the interest of your personal and professional satisfaction and growth. And if you need personalized, holistic career coaching, look no further than nursekeith.com and nursekeith coaching. Mention Fifth Window or Charlene Platon or the Nurse Keith Show and get 10% off your first coaching package. And again, please consider becoming a patron of the podcast at patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. Remember, I'm asking 100 listeners who value the show to pledge $2 a month for a year just to support us in this next year of bringing even more podcast and audio awesomeness to you. Thank you so much for considering becoming a patron. The Nurse Keith Show is a proud member of the healthpodcastnetwork.com, one of the largest and fastest growing collection of authoritative, high quality podcasts on health and healthcare, including the Mayo Clinic, the Journal of the American Medical Association, Penn Nursing's Amplify Nursing, and so much more. The Nurse Keith Show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting, and Mark Cappiespeason is our stalwart social media ringmaster. I'm grateful to both Rob and Mark for keeping the wheels turning in the right direction, even as I become older and more decrepit by the day. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico, and the wonderful, amazing Charlene Platon, saying see you later from Bay Area, California. The Bay Area. Thank you, Charlene. And thank you, everyone. And we will catch you on the flip side.